Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. I am back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down those headlines in the news and on social media. You know it gets to it. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? Are we matching tonight? We got silver, platinum, uh, and silver. Uh, Okay, and our special guest co-host, T.S. Madison. What's up, Maddie? Hey, babe. I see y'all down there, y'all renaissance realness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I missed the concert, so I'm like kind of doing it a little late. I never got to go, so maybe, I don't know. I missed it, unfortunately. What's going on, T.S.? Welcome back. Oh, well, thank you, Al. You know, you're looking real sexy. Every time I get a chance to see you looking sexy like that, I'm going to tell you because you are a sexy. <laughs> you I, I, do, I do this when you visit, T.S. You know, I this is all for you. Well, started already. Uh -oh. Al's been very vocal being by. It don't matter what you got. He down for it. So he goes, he down uh, we for can handle it, right? Al, I'll <laughs> buy you anything. You <laughs> <laughs> might have a love connection here with a bag. Okay. Are we drinking? And I get to work with you. This is cool. Right? Okay. Are we, are we drinking tonight or not? Oh, yes. Yes. Would you drink? Well, I'll start out with me because, you know, recently I had a cold, but I, it's over with me now. So I'm having more uh, Tito's, less cranberry. Oh, Ooh. so each night, though, t the alcohol content is going up and the uh -huh. going down. That's it. Uh -huh. Yeah. Hey, bro, we, oh, wait till Friday when Charles and Netta are here. It's going to oh. be. Oh. Yeah. I forgot we, about we, that. Hey, we interview, we're we're interviewing them, right? We got to interview them and, uh, from the conversation we had before the show, the questions, I just can't wait for the questions. Al, what you sipping on tonight? Champagne tonight, Claudia. Okay, champagne. All right, we're going to celebrate a great show in advance. I'm sipping on water tonight because I had a late, late, late night, actually until morning, actually until afternoon at the casino last night. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and not drink tonight so I can make better decisions in my life. All right. Um, I take it you didn't win. I was so oh. hopeful. I was so close, like <laughs> five times, one number away from hitting the bonus, one number between me and thousands of dollars I would have won. But anyways, I'm going to look to the future. Not to <laughs> okay, well. Yes, Claudia, Claudia likes to gamble. I have a gambling problem. It's, she has it's, a gambling problem. Yeah, I'm addicted. Like, that's my one vice. I don't really, I'm not really into liquor that much and weed. I'm not really, but I I love, I love, I, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I need that, like, that high. Okay, well, uh, let's keep this uh, story. Let's keep the story that keeps on giving. Actor Serana Jackson from the hit show Insecure has filed the restraining order on Kiki Palmer and her mother, Sharon. Oh, my God. If you recall, Serana's brother, Darius Jackson, shares a son with Kiki Palmer. Serana is accusing Kiki and her mom of harassing and stalking. Now, the judge denied the restraining order. Do you believe there's some truth to these claims? Or are they plotting against our girl Kiki? Go ahead, Maddie. What do you think? Why would they be harassing and stalking him? I don't, I don't understand that. What, what would be the reason for them to harass and stalk him? The problem is with Darius. It ain't with the brother. Am I right? Correct me if I'm wrong, Al. You know, you have all the facts. <laughs> well, in this particular case, what he brought to the courts was constant emails. He brought articles in which they mentioned his name. Um, as they tied him into what was going on with his brother. So they had record voice messages from the mom as well as from Kiki. Because remember, the mom went to him and said, hey, your brother is doing some stuff to Kiki and y'all supposed to be men and you need to go have a conversation with him. So that's kind of how I feel like it started. I'm sure it's been going on longer than that. But he, he revealed emails, he revealed texts, he revealed voice messages. And to be honest with you, this to me just appears to be an outcry to try to save his career in Hollywood. He has found himself up against one of America's sweetheart. And in the black 
black community, she's considered royalty for us. We've watched Kiki grow up on television for two decades, and we've never really known her to be a part of any mess, but the majority of that she was young. Now, for me, I can't be mad at him for doing what he has to do in order to protect his career, in order to protect his family, because he said his mother is being uh, jeopardized, and also to, to protect himself. And the reason why I say that is because think about it. If Kiki Palmer was not in the conversation, meaning it was not Kiki Palmer, and it was somebody that we weren't so in love with and dear to, I don't think, th I don't think that there's anything wrong with him to do what he has to do in order to keep his career thriving because I'm going to tell you now it's not looking good for him. The way people are coming to Kiki's defense and the mom even though all of this has been exposed as of late including the video and not just steals he may be in jeopardy of not working again in Hollywood. You know we're talking about what he's doing what he has to do. He could have started with his own abuse cases and claims because it's claims against him as well right? So I think, um, well, when the, let's go to the comments real quick. Mr. Damn Too Pretty said he put himself in this mess when he posted on social media. So if they speak about him in the media, he started it. Gigi Cake 77 said this guy is giving queen energy. And Ansel D'Angelo said Serranus just did that to make Kiki look crazy in the public to help his brother's case. I don't know, y'all. I mean, I got to go with track records. You know, a friend of mine really talks about track records and what people's usual default is. And we have, a like... 30 years of Kiki Palmer and her track record and never hearing her in any mess. All of a sudden she gets with this guy. Life is upside down. The brother's in it, the, the baby daddy. And now it's like just staying in the news. We've never had these issues with Kiki and Kiki's not a virgin. But they're in her first relationship. So right. I, I mean, I don't want to just say he's lying, but I have to, I'm going to give him a side eye. Maddie, what we going to say? Kiki going to get you a woman. <laughs> go on and get your woman let that thing go about his business him and his whole family you and that woman take care of that baby together get you a woman <laughs> well she likes women she isn't she she's openly bisexual mm -hmm. didn't she just last year she won the glad award right yeah i was there to give it to her the lbg right, that's what i thought mm -hmm. that's why poetic. i said you know a woman and be done with it poetic justice kpd said his mother is the problem well both mothers is really in this but you know uh, i understand mothers uh, fighting for the kids so you know she I, like that life so, can't get <laughs> too, but let the mamas get out there and squabble it out honey let uh, the mamas get out there because kiki mama ain't no hoe she ain't no. nothing to mess up with kiki mama go out there and put hands on him Wait, wait a minute let me be careful because wait a minute did not see kiki mama reading them to the flow yes Oh, oh, <laughs> Threaten to kill him, oh. beat him up. Well, that restraining order might be necessary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Some people call it the Kardashian curse, but is it just a coincidence? NBA star Tristan Thompson has been suspended for 25 games after testing positive for performance enhancing drugs. Now, he tested positive for a, a lig and roll, and oh, I'm sorry. Lig and roll and I boot the, I don't know what that drug is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I never heard of that. You see how they spelled it out in the prompt? I boot them more. Yeah. Okay. That, um, these drugs increase muscle mass and improve strength, but I don't think it helped this game because I mean, he's, eh. I right, do you think he just dropped the ball on this? What do you think is about Al? Claudia, I don't know. I, I thought about this. Now, listen, he fought for this one year contract because he, he wasn't he didn't land on a team. He finally got it. A decent contract, three million dollars. But out 25 games, he's out of almost a million dollars. I really do hope that this is not the beginning of the end for Tristan Thompson, but that is exactly what it's looking like. And I'm going to tell you, Tristan, you better figure something out because one thing we know about these Kardashian girls is they do not like damaged collateral. All right. Well, I'm going to tell y'all, like I told y'all yesterday, them women's got them men's name up under them wicks of wisdom's candles. <laughs> and just to show as it uh as he been over there cheating on that woman that long period of time, I'm not gonna tell you that these candles is just now working because they've been putting a voodoo X on him for the longest. They 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 did it, sprinkling in that candle to get him, and they sprinkling in that candle for him to lose everything he got. That's some real evil Calabasas witch work right there. <laughs> <laughs> You said Calabasas. <laughs> you, you know, I kind of like, Tristan, you were lined up for the home run. 
You are an average player at best that no one really was checking for until you got with Chloe. Then your profile was elevated. It was like, okay, we, oh, you're in the NBA. Okay, okay, cool. Now you have eyeballs on you. When you have all that attention on you and then when you fumble that position, like, dude, I don't really feel bad. Like, you know, what are you doing? Performance enhancing drugs when you have all those eyeballs on you. Once you got involved with, as Maddie says, the witches of Calabasas, <laughs> you gonna have a lot more scrutiny on you and people that there's going to people that love it and hate it. So they're going to be looking like kind of checking extra clothes for you. So like, I don't know. It's like now that we're all much more known, I learned a long time ago. That's just some things I just can't do anymore. I'm yeah. not gonna get away with it. You know what I mean? I don't know where them drugs, those enhancements drugs went, but I know he got a big old booty. Don't he? And he does got a big too. booty. And he walked with his knees knocking too. I think that's hurting his game though, more than the <laughs> uh, Deanna Wilson said, karma for ignoring them babies, throw the whole N away. And um, Mr. Damn Too Pretty said it's been the beginning of the end for him. He might as well retire and sat down somewhere. You know, and this time, I don't really care about the Kardashian curse because how we did his first beautiful baby mom, the black woman, Jordan, how we just left that woman for Chloe to get that attention. Witches have at it. All right. <laughs> Actress Sophia Vergara is opening up about the reason she and Joe Maglianello divorced. She admitted he wanted to have kids and I didn't want to be an old mom. I feel it's not fair to the baby. I respect whoever does it. But that's not for me anymore. Now, Vergara has a 32-year-old son from a previous relationship. Do you think her not wanting to have another kid is fair, despite being with her husband for over seven years? Maddie, what do you think about this? Yes, it's fair. She's a woman. And she's a woman that's already gave birth 32 years ago. Listen, women, don't let these men tie you down at no age. You know? Because they'll go out here and do just what Trissa been doing to this girl. Mm make the correct decisions. And I do feel that she made the correct decision. She didn't want to have to have kids with him. Do your thing, mama. All right. Al, what do you think about this? Yeah, I agree with TS on this. Listen, she's 52. She had her first child when she was 19. He's 32 now. Can you imagine being 52 or 51 and wanting to go back to the um, changing diapers, waking up, breastfeeding, Work, she's worked so hard on her body. Now she's got to figure that out in Hollywood because Hollywood is all about age and body. Can you imagine that? You know, what parts would she be able to get? I like the fact that she's having this conversation and she's doing it very in a transparent way and being honest. And to be honest, I'm going to tell you this. When you get ready to marry somebody, I don't care if they're a celebrity or not. These are the type of conversations that you need to have from jump. You need to have these conversations before you give them a ring, before you ask them to get married, before you walk down that aisle. And that is, hey, beautiful Sophia, I love you with all my heart, but I want kids down the road. Do you? <laughs> and if she said, no, I don't want any kids, then maybe you shouldn't have married her. I find it hard to believe that they didn't have a conversation. They probably did. But, you know, like most people in a relationship, we don't really accept what people tell us at the time because we feel we're different or we can probably change you down the line. Now, Joe, I love Joe. Joe was the host of the Deal and No Deal Island, the, the NBC show I got coming out on the 26th of February. Super nice guy. They are a they were a sexy couple. And I was wondering about this, like why they divorced. But this makes sense. And if you were honest about it before you got married, he can't really be mad. But he also has the right to divorce her and go find someone that does because he shouldn't not have a child if he really wants that, too. So I think this is the best decision for both of them. They both she gets to like, you know, not give birth at 52, 53. He gets to find a woman that will. I'm sure there's a lot of people that would definitely have a child with him. He's a very attractive and actually a cool guy. All right, soulmates, make sure you're here Friday because we have the famous viral couple, Miss Netta and Charles stopping by to chop it up with us. And we're going to ask all those shady questions and all the real questions that y'all want to know. I cannot wait. All right, so coming up next, find out what Taylor Swift's stalker did and later how far are you willing to go to get back at an ex? Oh, I want to hear what y'all have to say about this one. So always chime in. We'll be right back. First. Okay. Welcome back to TGIF. Make sure you hit that like button if you are enjoying the show. We have our special guest co-host T.S. Madison joining myself and Al Reynolds this week. Make sure you tune in Friday. Charles and Miss Netta will be here and we oh, <laughs> Let's go. 
<laughs> All right. I don't know if uh, Taylor Swift should feel relieved or concerned, but according to CNN, a stalker was arrested outside of her home and sent to jail for harassing the pop star. Now, there's more to this story. Just 48 hours later, he was arrested again for stalking her outside of her home. Uh, do you think the law enforcement is taking this matter seriously? And do you have any wild stalker stories? Al, let's go to you first. <laughs> Claudia, we know you got some stalker stories. I do have one stalker story. It, it was kind of strange because it was kind of sexy at first. Ooh. But then the sexy part turned into like scary because they like just pop up everywhere. And when they popped up, like inside my house, then that's when it totally freaked me out. But in this case, let me tell you something. And uh, Claudia and TS, did you guys know that at first I thought Taylor Swift was just whining? And I was like, what is this, you know, privileged, rich, ultra rich, multiple homes? Why is she always crying about a stalker? So I decided to do some research. Do you know, in the last two years, she's had over six stalkers. One they found in her bedroom in her apartment in New York City. The other ones they found, like giving her death threats through letters and outside of her home. Many of them made it to the apartment building or the home itself and found it, found them in the at the front door. It is so crazy about her stalking situation that did you know at her concerts, they have what's called facial recognition software to identify if anybody who has stalked her in the past is coming to the concerts. That to me is crazy severe and crazy alarming. And if I was her, I would be still scared to this day because they still can't get a handle on the stalkers in her life. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I know about that. Maddie, what do you think about this? And have you had a crazy stalker? Yeah, I'll lock that man up and give him a jar of mayonnaise, honey. He'll be all right. It's <laughs> <laughs> mayonnaise skinny version, honey. Mayonnaise light. I ain't never seen nobody so crazy over jar of mayonnaise. It's, it just works my spirit. But uh, Taylor, <laughs> he is Taylor Swift. And yes, I have had a stalker. You know, I, I was a sex symbol. Well, still am a sex symbol, honey. <laughs> I thought you were going to say sex worker. No, 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 baby. I'm retired. I get all okay. kind of my name make a dollar. But I just want to tell y'all that I did have a few gentlemen, you know, put their love letters in my mailbox. And I was like, why did you do that? You could have just came on in. <laughs> Maddie. Um, I have one that uh, went on Good Morning America. Was it Good Morning America or the Today Show? They came to my house. They did a whole thing. When Twitter first came out, I was kind of reckless with it. Like, on my way to Nobu, I didn't think that stalkers would use that as a tool, but of course they would. And this guy was showing up to everything. He wrote this long letter saying that I was Cleopatra and he was King Tut's. And the smell of my blood draws him to me. Him to me. And then he started showing up in, like, parking garages and would box me into elevators. And one time I had a, a, a gentleman caller over during the day and he was a friend that kind of got on my nerves, but he insisted on coming over. And I said, come over for lunch. There'll be no funny business. I let him come over and he was like a big, strong looking dude. The, me letting that person come over saved my life. This stalker was talking about killing me and raping me. What? Yes. Yeah, so me and the guy were in the kitchen cooking, right? While I was cooking, he was sitting on the, on the counter and he looks at my window and he goes, your screen window is off. I go, oh, my cat probably tried to get out, trying to get a, at the boy cat outside. He's like, no, no, no. Went outside. My screen was perfectly placed in front of the window. When the police picked this guy up, so he was trying to extort me for money. I'll leave you alone, bitch, if you give me 25000 It was crazy. Love you, hate Jeez. you, love you. Anyways, when they went to his house, he had a whole mural of me up and Rihanna. They tracked his phone. The day my screen was off, he was at my house. It was him. And he was seriously threatened. He was talking about raping and killing me. He got three what? years. Yes, he got three years in prison. I'm going to wrap this up. Three years in prison. He got left out at a three after three months for a good behavior. And he came. He had a 10-year order. Stay away from me. He showed up again at my job. Oh, got sad. him. And then he had to serve the rest of his time. And he died in prison because he had. He was a diabetic. I didn't even have a healthy stalker. I had a diabetic stalker. I had a sickly <laughs> stalker. So yeah, that's my stalker story. That's you not funny. Some of your sugar, girl. Some right. of your sugar. <laughs> I mean, I can't be mad. But anyways, that's my story. But right, another news: uh, comedian Country Wayne sat down with Shannon Sharp, who has he still has me and T.S. Madison blocked, and he admitted that by the age of twenty-two. He already had seven of his now 10 kids. He fertile, yo. Wayne went on to say that he spends $300,000 a month on the mothers and children. 
What do you think is the obsession with men wanting to have so many kids? Al, I'm going to go to you first. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I can. I just want to say maybe it's because he was young and he was fertile and he loved to have sex and people were so willing to have sex with him. I don't I'm, see. I, I don't know. I'm disconnected to that. But I, I personally, I don't find it attractive. I don't find it responsible. I don't find it healthy and I don't find it necessary. Am I missing something to you? So Claudia, like, do you think just because now he can afford it, it's okay? But you know, I understand providing for them by he said, making sure they have a house and a car. He's making sure everybody's okay. I, I get that. But can you really make sure every child is okay when you have 10 kids by five different women in five different locations? Who teaches them how to read and write? Who teaches them how to ride a bike? Who teaches them how to be a man? Who teaches them how to open a door for a woman? Who teaches them how to respect a woman? Who teaches them how to not wet the bed? Like, does that count for anything? What, am I missing something here? I mean, I guess the good part is he's taking responsibility, right? So we shouldn't hammer him too much because at least he's standing in a space that a lot of black men don't. But what am I missing? Is this attractive to you too? Maddie, go ahead. What do you think? Well, it's not attractive to me at all, you know, but hey, you know, when you're from the hood, you know, you get $3,500 a child in tax season. So, I mean, ah. that mentality comes over. But I'm, even though that I'm, I'm not a huge country Wayne fan, because I feel like they throw the term uh, comedian around loosely with everybody. I do feel that he takes care of all of his people. He takes care of his kids and he should be commended for that. Got it. Yeah, he definitely is. He's very generous. And that that pay, mm -hmm. that $300,000 a month is not just for the kids. He actually takes care of a lot of people in salary. He said he paid one of his friends a million dollars last year. I know we got to go to the next story, but real quick, um, it worked out for Country Wayne because I watched that interview and actually it was a really good interview. Shout out to Shannon Sharp, even though you not, might not see that. <laughs> you better beg for that unblock. <laughs> <laughs> it's now a running joke. Um, he made these kids, though, before he was rich. So he actually took a gamble. You know what I mean? Like, it worked mm -hmm. out for him that he ended up becoming so successful, so wealthy. He's killing it. But he said in the interview, I'm in a small town. There was nothing else to do. There was, like, one stoplight. All we had to do was, like, have sex. And that's what happened. And, he, you know, he was funny. and Women love funny, charming guys. And, and, and he's a good-looking guy. So I could see how he made all those kids. Luckily for him, though, you know, he worked out where financially he's good. You know what I mean? The Lord blesses us with sleet and snow, but we still got to wear our rubbers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where's the condoms? Where's the condoms? Where is marriage? Where is disease? Where is parenting? Where does all that play into this? You know, people do not be using condoms no more. They just don't. <laughs> no one. I never hear people use condoms anymore. What happened right. to the condom campaign? Speaking of condoms and someone whose mother, I wish I she would have used one. Um, it looks like a celebration is in order for Ron DeSantis. Can't stand him, sorry. After he announced the ending of his presidential bid, oh, he said, it's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. Someone on Instagram responded to the news and said, we got a merman, a mermaid man and barnacle boy as our choices now. Okay, they try to read, okay. Another person wrote, so basically he's trying to be VP. What do y'all think about this? Matt and Scotty first. I think that I think that we shouldn't celebrate too soon because he he just may be in the in the running for VP. And that's just as bad. If we put both of them together, honey, it's it's chaos. I'm I'm truly afraid for this uh election season. I'm I'm I don't even know what to do. Uh, even though I, my vote is going to be cast for uh the best candidate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still scared. Right, I feel you. Al, what do you think? I think that uh, Ron DeSantis thought that he was hotter than he was. I thought that he felt like he had a support base that was bigger than it was, and he got his ass checked. But I'm going to leave this to our resident political strategist, Claudia Jordan, to give us the real breakdown, because this woman knows it all. Ron DeSantis, you started out with the billionaires, because I heard Texas billionaires that one of my friends is a mistress of, um, well, former. It was all throwing their money behind Ron DeSantis and you ruined your career, your political career with your weirdness. And turns out you're very unliked outside of Florida. And guess what? You was trying to be more Trumpier than Trump with their ridiculous. You try to go right of Trump. Trump got rid of black studies in schools in, in, in Florida. You got rid of all the people that were doing your labor for cheap. And now there's all these unfinished houses out there going on. You got you made it so that the insurance from homes is so high 
in one of the places that gets the most natural disasters in our entire country. You do not deserve to be anywhere near the White House. You and your weird ass self. And guess what? I love that you got cast aside like a whore having a one night stand with someone <laughs> and Trump used you for your goodies, came in you and kept it moving. And you're not going to get that spot. Sorry, Ron DeSantis. It's not going to happen. I love it. Love it. Coming up next, guess what dates are now requiring and later find out what God allegedly told the pastor he needed to do. Bye, Ron DeSantis. Go back to Florida and lose the next election. Oh, you're going to be out of there soon. Bye. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. Social media is speculating that Jess Hilarious seemingly confirmed she won't be the co-host of The Breakfast Club. She posted a story on Instagram calling out DJ Envy and Charlemagne after they said singer SZA is the this generation's Mary J. Blige. She wrote, these N-words trash. Envy, shut up. I know artists be pissed when old heads do this because now everybody negatively compares SZA and Mary J. Blige. And it ain't even her fault. All right, do you think Jess Hilarious has a point about comparing artists? And do you feel she called them out over not securing her spot as an official co-host? Al, what do you think? Um, um, <laughs> mm, I don't know, but you know, this is giving me stunt if you ask me. Sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do too much. I don't want to say too much because Claudia, I know you have a very strong relationship with them there. And also if she's not there, I know that it's a possibility that you have a strong chance. So I don't want to be too, too graphic about what I got to say. You speak your mind. They ain't call me. <laughs> so I'm just saying it feels like a stunt to me. All all this long drawn out, is she there, is she not? It's really easy to answer. I don't understand why an official statement has not been released. And it's just not making any sense. Even Charlemagne the Guard is being very coy. And what's the point of being coy? Like either she's there or she's not. Everything else outside of that, if you keep talking about it and you're not giving us an official statement, it's for, for publicity in my mind. So, but I don't wanna say the wrong thing. I wanna keep my you know comments to a minimum until an official statement is made because lord no i put my foot in my mouth with the near long situation and i don't i don't want to put that here but you know what i do want to be messy for a second because t.s madison uh -huh. didn't you and jess hilarious have a little spit spat on on the internet a few weeks ago i ain't never, I ain't never spit or spat on that girl i, I, <laughs> I like her you know i mean we just had a you know a disagreement with a couple of things and you know and there were things that i did agree with her with just mm -hmm. like i agree with her with comparing uh anybody to mary j blige i agree with that now about her being um you know the host of the breakfast club sometimes we prematurely announce things and then it gets uh you know kind of wrapped up and tied up and tangled up and, and and it doesn't happen anymore but i will say this people have to be very mindful of the things that they say about certain groups of people because we don't know who sits where and how. We don't know who has family members weird, when, where, and how. And we don't know who's actually uh, posing as what they, well, being true to themselves, who they truly are, and occupying positions of power. We have no idea who does those things. So, you know, that's the way I feel about it. Um, This is, okay, what I do know about radio, because I do have years of experience in syndicated radio, okay, in, in local radio. Whenever there's an opening for a job, say a, a station in Houston knew they wanted me. The program director reached out. I said, yes, we talked money. Um, they know that they want to offer me the job. B by radio, these laws that they have, these rules, they have to put an official posting out there, which the Breakfast Club did. They have to make it, they have to open it up to people to audition, even if they already know who they want even if they've already had conversations with the person that they want and they open it up and it lasted a whole year. Because I think what happened when you like, like we're doing, when you rotate co-hosts, sometimes you're like, wow, even though this person might not be on our show in the future, they were really good. We had a great spikes in rating, spike in ratings because they're, you know, different energy. And it's like, it becomes fun and the audience is in on it. I think what happened, my opinion is, I think Jess was told that she got the job because I think Jess is smart enough to know like, she wasn't going to just make it up. I think she was told Charlemagne definitely loves him some Jess Hilarious. And she actually did a good job. I do think they need her and a political person for this going into an election year. But she definitely brought a lot of energy. And she's great. She's 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 good. She fit in good with the guys. Um, I think she announced it and messed up the rollouts. 
Radio is very particular about how they roll out a new talent. They have to be the one to make an announcement. Like with NBC, I I couldn't say anything until they announced it. So I think they still want her. I'm gonna just I'm just taking my theory is they still want her. They gotta everyone's gonna be like, oh my god, oh my god, it ain't happening. And maybe she'll pop up. That could be a way. Maybe they're like gonna act like maybe this is a, a marketing thing. But I don't think they should. You know what I mean? Just like I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that's. I don't know. I, I think that's what happened. I think she spoke on it prematurely before the paperwork was all the way signed or before the rollout that they wanted to do. And they have to be quiet for a little bit. I do know Charlemagne is definitely upset because he really loves her. He, he they work well together, and I know. I think that's his like little sis to him. I really do. That's it. He manages her. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he manages her. So, but if you don't hire her at Breakfast Club, I do have my mornings very much free. And uh, you, you see, know. I ain't been back up there no more. You said what? You see, I haven't been back up there anymore. They Ooh, said what happened? They, they, oh, said they, they said they stick a co-host like ro rotating. They want their person, and that's out. Me and T.S. Mask gonna roll up. We just gonna show up. How about that? <laughs> hey, Charlemagne. <laughs> hey, real quick, we touched upon it real quick. I know this is not on the docket, but the whole period talk. Should we do that now? Or do you want to do that another we time? We can because it, you know people had the misconception that I that I disagreed with Jess. So I'm just going to lay it out right here. I didn't like her. I didn't like the delivery of it, but the message was uh, it, there were different choice words that could have been said in a, in certain ways. You know, however, however, she didn't take the, that route. But I feel like if you have nuts, like. You know, you, there's no way that you can have a menstrual cycle. Nuts, you, balls. If you have nuts or balls, if you have nuts or balls or have ever had nuts or balls, you are not, you can't have a menstrual cycle. That's You, you mm -hmm. don't have the ability to do that. So when they were trying to say that I was, you know, arguing at her and blah, 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 that was not what was going on. What I was trying to explain was that in the context of when she was talking about it, she she was she she made a blanket statement when trans men, you know, have the ability to have menstrual cycles because they were at one point female. Got it. It just didn't come out right. The verbiage didn't come out right. But you know, you know. I think we're we're all still learning the proper terminology and it's still a learning curve. So I think we're gonna have we're gonna have some missteps along the way. And I'm glad you said that. And I'm glad, you know, we're it's all good now because mm -hmm. thank you as a cis born woman. Thank you for saying that, because sometimes it just gets a little. And I've always respected your stance on these things. All right, we got to get to these stories, but I think we need to bring, run this back another time. We have more time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Kentucky Republican Nick Wilson filed a bill that would allow first cousins to legally marry each other. When it was brought to his attention, he withdrew the bill and claimed it was a mistake. <laughs> Does this sound about why to you, or do you feel this was genuinely a mistake? We don't have a lot of time for the story, but let's touch upon it real quick. Al, what do you think? Um, I think that regardless of whether it was a mistake or not, this is the reason why we have to be educated in the political process. We have to be educated in state and local government. Um, you know, when I taught at Florida Memorial University, because I had a master's in state and local government or in, in politics or in uh, I got to teach state and local government and you learn that there's six steps to passing a bill. And how do you get past any of those steps with this type of verbiage in it is beyond me. But luckily he corrected it and hopefully they'll get it back on track because I do believe that any, any individual that is charged with incest should be charged if you did not have just oral or uh, intercourse. Like, so his bill is to say, if you touch, if you stroke, had oral sex, or any form of contact, you should still be charged. So that I will support. Maddie, what do you think? This just confirmed to me that Kentucky is the South. Thank you very much. I'm going to say this. Production, put this picture real quick before we go to break. Um, with that forehead, it's giving inbred. And I think you are totally down with messing with uh, relatives and cousins and all that kind of stuff. You don't be sponsor or be a part of a bill. And then, oh, I didn't know. Once it starts getting attention, miss. Bill, I don't just. Yeah. Oh, I just. Oh, I accidentally put this in the file. Get the hell out of here. You're lying. Uh, and that's it. We're, we're gonna just move on from you because you're trash. And Kentucky, mm, you're the same state that didn't want to go after the killers of Breonna Taylor. So we don't expect much from you. Keep it locked because coming up next, we will finally address this pastor's sicky fingers. And later, we're playing a fun matchmaking game of cuffing season. We'll be right back. Bye.
Welcome back to TJF. If you're just joining us, we definitely went in on Kentucky real quick. And Stacey Sadler, chap, uh, soulmate, said, even though I'm not from Kentucky, we can't blame the entire state. No, no, I know. It's not the citizens. It's your government that's trash. So the citizens need to get together and get them out of there because you got crazy people in your government positions that are just a hot-ass mess, like the big forehead guy that looked like Beavis and Butthead. I can't remember which one it was, but he looked like one of them. All right. I know the Lord won't be pleased with this story. Colorado pastor Eli Regalado claims God told him to pocket over $1 million. Take a look. Caitlin and I are being charged in a civil charge uh, from the Colorado Securities and Exchange Commission for basically selling millions of dollars worth of cryptocurrency that is deemed worthless by the state. Now, the reason that they're saying that it's worthless is because there is no exit for people who have bought so there's been $1.3 million that's been taken out of, I think it was a total of $3.4 million. But out of that $1.3, half a million dollars went to the IRS and a few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel that the Lord told us to do. <laughs> so the Lord told you to take the money from the cryptocurrency that did wasn't really nothing and, and remodel your home. The Lord said that. Um, what do you think God's going to do with them, T.S.? What do you think? The Lord... Uh well, listen, people are always talk about they hearing from God, you know, and and they use God's name to do all types of things. God is definitely not pleased. And when they lock him up like they're going to lock up Tasha K, we ain't going to have no remorse for him because <laughs> God ain't told you to do none of that. Lock him up in Jesus name. Amen. OK, Al, what do you think? I mean, he deserves he deserves every single thing he got coming to him. But this is a civil case, which is, makes it very interesting because that means will he possibly get locked up, T.S.? I don't know. This is going to be interesting. We should keep our eye on this case. Not on civil cases, but you could get a judgment against you. And yeah. you're going to have some problems for the rest of your life. You know what? The crypto thing was big. I got in on it. I, I lost a lot of money. I made a lot of money. There was a lot of faulty things were popping up during that time. We were all home during COVID. That's when Trump bought half of y'all votes for $1,400 and y'all still get into that closer to the election. But I, I get a lot of people got scammed by this, but why do you have to just use God about this? I'm so mm. sick of people. This is what frustrates me. People using folks' faith to for a get out of jail free card. And when they get in trouble saying, oh, but the Lord wants me to have this jet. The Lord wanted me to spend 500000 on renovations. The Lord wanted me to have this Bentley. No, your greedy self took it and you took advantage of people. And no, don't bring God into this. No. I think that's so whack. So whack. Um, oh, right. Sonny Levin said he's going to hell. God is watching all these hypocrites. And here for fun said he's so calm after lying on the Lord and stealing money. Do y'all not worry about going to hell? Right? They don't worry about going to hell when they do this kind of stuff. No. First of all, Jesus went down there to the tabernacle and flipped that table over when they was down there using his in, in his father's name, uh, uh, selling fish dinners and plates and stuff down there <laughs> and taxing folks in that in the tabernacle. And he went down there and flipped it all over. So could you just imagine what he getting ready to do to this man right here? Right. Flip it. Come on, oh. my God and Jesus. Holla. All right, we have a sad story to report. A father was arrested after fleeing the scene of a rollover crash leaving his 16-year-old daughter to die while three other family members, including his wife, were severely injured. Elliot Binney is facing charges of first-degree manslaughter and officers claim that upon arrest, he allegedly admitted to buying a bottle of vodka and drinking some of it while driving. Yeah, believe this, he just left his family a dying daughter and what? Al, what do you think about this? So... You know, this was really intriguing to me, so I had to look into this. So according to the report, Claudia, after the incident happened, he didn't know what was going on. His daughter wasn't there because she got thrown out of the car when the, when the flipping started. So he ran all the way home to a relative's house to get another vehicle. And him running to his relative's house to get another vehicle is kind of how them tracking that vehicle is how they found him. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to say that he was in complete shock and he didn't understand the severity of the incident and that he was going to get help. I, I, that's where I'm going to lay it right here, because it wasn't just his daughter that was in the car. It was also his wife, his other kids and friends of the, the family. So I'm going to look deep in my like forgive 
closet and say that he didn't abandon him because had he known that he had killed his daughter or that she was thrown out of the car and had had suffered severe injuries something tells me he wouldn't have responded like this man now, don't you get in there doing that stuff honey uh, uh forgiving that man and he drunk that whole bottle of, of, te of tequila or syrup vodka he only took a sip or two he said okay, but listen i can't wait i want to hear what the mother has to say so she's in the hospital now with some injuries some serious injuries but i want to hear what she has to say about this whole ordeal maddie what do you think I just feel like that, you know, he's trying to blame it on uh, a, the little sip of alcohol that he had when it was a whole bottle of Seagram's uh, gin. He, you know, damn well driving and be, look at this man's eyes. Put the picture back up there. Look at his eyes. Look at him. It looked like he swallowed a whole bottle of tequila. He looked drunk. Oh. He looks drunk. He looked abused. He looked like he was in a wreck, y'all. Let's go to the chat and see what the people in the chat saying. You want to read some of the comments, Maddie? Uh, Sunny Levin said, uh, we can hope for that, Al, but this man has been drinking and driving. That's right. Mm. Um, I'm going to jump in and say this. Hell nah. No way. When I, when you get in a car, right, if I have people in the car with me and I pull out a bottle and I drink, I'm showing y'all I don't give a damn about your safety. Now, some people can be allergic to alcohol. Some people can get drunk really quickly. Obviously, he has bad judgment. Now, he very well may have been in shock. But he wasn't in shock enough to not be able to find his way to a relative's house that he fled, fled to. If anything, flag down a car, flag down police, be in shock, waving your arms around. There's other ways. I think he had the composure to drive to someone else's house and get another vehicle. And to me, that shows you were in a, some kind of state of mind where you weren't like totally gone. I don't know. Yeah, we can hear what the mother has to say. But can you imagine being in the car with each other? Say the three of us were in the car together. And one mm -hmm. of us was at the helm and driving and we get into a crash and you look over and you see your white, one of us head crushed in, injured blood. And you leave, drive to a friend's house or your aunt's house and call yourself getting another car and then come back. No, no, I'm not buying it. I'm not. I'm Sounds not. about drunk to me. Oh, man, this is so sad. And the daughter being thrown. All right, y'all moving on. These dating podcasts are getting out of hand. One lady spoke out recently about what she requires a man to do when taking her out on a first date. I'm kind of tired of this conversation, but let's see what she has to say. You know what it takes for no. someone like me to go out on a date? I got to get a babysitter for my kids. Okay. Should I pay for that? Yes. Because that's what now. I got to pay for no, no, the no, kids that you made prior yes, to me. Yes, because guess what now? A part of me is my kids. All right. Does she have a she got a reminder? Does she have a valid point? Go ahead, Maddie. Child, this woman is crazy. Those are your children, and that's y'all date. Them kids don't got nothing to do with that man. First of all, did you even, girl? Did you even really tell that man that you have kids? Because <laughs> you probably getting some money, and you know. Here's the thing. When I'm watching these podcasts, these new podcasts that are coming out, and all these women are talking about the, the uh, responsibilities of a man. There's some other things that I agree with. And then there's a whole heap of that stuff that I'm like, girl, you sound delusional. And then when the man don't adhere to these requests, they become zesty or sassy or sassy or something like that. And it's like, girl, how do you have all these limits, these standards this high? Girl, you've never, ever, ever probably been out of your house since you had them first two kids. How, <laughs> how is this this man's responsibility? You're crazy. All right. I hear you. Al, what do you think? Well, I'm going to tell you, I think it depends. I think it varies. But I have done this. And it's because I'm a man of a certain age. And you guys know I, I enjoy taking care of whoever it is that I am culting. I'm I am, you know, trying to develop a relationship with or the person that I'm in a relationship with. So for me, if I'm gonna ask a woman that I'm interested in to go out with me, to spend time with me, and I know that she is a single mother. I definitely would pay for her daycare for her or her babysitter for her because I'm asking her to come out of her day to come hang out with me. And I don't want it to cost her anything because I want her to be, you know, distraction free. Right. I want her to have fun and I want her to enjoy just me. So if that means I got to send a car to pick her up to go to get her to come out, pay for her babysitter, pay for her dinner, pay for whatever it is that's going to make her night even and fun and all about the two of us and nobody else. I definitely right. do it. Right. I, I, right. I understand that someone shouldn't have an expense if you're asking them out the first day. I get that. 
Uh, so I will say this. I don't think it should be like a demand, like I'm not going unless you pay my babysitter. Right. I do think though, if a man extends that as a courtesy to you, that is actually a beautiful thing. And I would appreciate that if I was a woman, because I'd be like, wow, that's very thoughtful. But to demand it, mm, I don't know about that. I think some of the demands that some women are making on these podcasts are a little bit ridiculous and they mm -hmm. actually make you look very broke and very um, like you just can't handle anything on your own. I personally think it's attractive when two whole people come together that are both bringing something. And it's like, if he wants to do it because he wants to, not because he's being scolded that he has to. And then you can also sit back and see what he says. If you say, you know what, I'd love to go out with you, but you know, things are a little bit tight right now. I really can't afford it right now. But when I get back, you know, in a better position and then he extends that, then you should actually look at that as a really green flag. That is a green flag about a man. But going on here and like, I can't go to this restaurant. I can't do this. I don't do Cheesecake Factory. Do you really want a boyfriend or do you want a sponsor? I do not respect women that go out to dinner with people, just go on dates, just to get a meal. I'm not one of them girls. I'm sorry. Right. I'm just not. I, I think that's whack. And I think you are press pushing broke bitch culture. You're pushing mm -hmm. scrub culture. You're pushing um, loser culture. Like go out with people that you actually have an interest in. So you're not scamming each other. Mm. I tell you what, why don't he, why don't she drop uh, her kids off to his mama's house? Her, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> idea. But I do, I do, I would appreciate that of a man often. I think that's really nice. But ladies, sit back and let them, you know, tell who they really are. Coming up next, Eva Marcel and Takara Jones make a confession. Ooh, I want to hear what this is about. We'll be right back. Bye. Welcome back to TGIF. The chat has been on fire, so let me go ahead and read a couple of comments. Sneaker Queen, 30, Sneaker Queen said, the city girls got y'all thinking crazy. Mm. Oprah Gates says, sounds like she about to be dateless and kicking it at club couch with her damn kids. And mm. Keisha L said, stay your ass at home then. A man doesn't know you. That date. Okay. And then Candace said, I don't agree, but if she has her dating criteria, then maybe someone who wants her and follows it, let her have her own standards. Kind of yes, too, because these men on these podcasts that ain't got much going on, too, they be having crazy high standards. Like, they be threes and fours wanting Halle Berry. Okay. All right. Now, we all remember the iconic show America's Next Top Model. Well, now, Eva Marcel and Takara Jones are spilling some tea about how they never showed up to the first audition for the show, but finessed their way into the callbacks. Ooh, let's check it out. And I d literally just deboed my way through. And from there, they had me wait. And I made it to semifinal rounds. And I ended up on the show. This one just said... Same, too. They didn't call me back. I didn't get a call back. I said, oh, y'all got me messed up, girl. You went back anyway? I went back anyway. <laughs> I flew, though. I was in New York. They had one in New York and one in Indianapolis. I said, um, let me go to Indianapolis because New York will be too crowded, girl. I called a flight, showed up. They was like, where's your paperwork? Where the pictures? You know it's a whole package. You mm -hmm. got to fill out all that stuff. None of that. I love it. Not taking no for an answer. And they were both right. Maddie, what do you think about this? This is called taking control of your destiny. Um, they knew what was what vision that they saw and they stepped out on faith and they bent the rules and went against the grain and it worked out for them both. Sure did. Like they're arguably the most famous ones that come from that franchise. Al, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I love this transparency of hustle and tenacity. And look, Eva says she went from working at Dillard's to now she's nonstop on television every time you turn around. And to be honest, Ava, uh, Eva, however you say her name, because you know I butcher her name, Eva. is becoming a, a force. She is doing her damn thing and she can really act now. So thumbs up to Eva and to Cara as well. She kills it on all the Queens, man. She is so good at that role. And she was good on radio. She's a, Her face is beautiful. She looks great. And Takara, that's my girl. She looks amazing. I love it. Um, You know, sometimes the cast directors get it wrong or they overlook a diamond in the rough. They weren't even diamond in the rough. They just, whatever. They may have been looking for something else. And look at them. They both did extremely well and, and, and blew up. So they were supposed to be where they are. They are in their destiny. They're where they're supposed to be because they did not take no for an answer. And sometimes that's how you got to do it. All right. Valentine's Day is quickly approaching. So let's see if we have what it takes to be matchmakers in a game we like to call cuffing season. Oh. Oh, I need some handcuffs. It's been so long since I've been cuffed. Okay. All right. We like for you to play along in the chat. So let's look at your answers as well. Let's cue the music. 
All right, y'all, we have six sexy singles and we're going to match them in three pairs to see who we think would be a good match. We have Nia Long, Regina Hall, and Garcelle Bouvet representing for the ladies. And we have Marlon Wayans, Lenny Kravitz, and newly divorced Jeezy representing for the men. Now, who are we setting up with whom and why? Let's start with UTS. Who do you think? Uh, let's start with, um, who we start with? Oh. I think Nia yeah. Long, it needs to be Nia Long and Jeezy because we need Jeezy to get back to being the snowman, baby. Okay. Hey. And what about Regina? Um, oh, I'm sorry, think, wait. Okay, oh. go ahead, Regina. Uh, I think Regina, for me, Regina needs to be with Lenny Kravitz. Okay. And Garcelle. Marlon Wayans. Okay. <laughs> All right, Al, what do you think? Let's uh, that's so interesting. Uh, T.S. Madison and I, and I have the exact same pick. I, I chose uh, Neil Long and Jeezy because I did, or I thought I saw some type of spark in that interview. Both of them look like they need some, and so they would be a perfect couple. I chose Regina and Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz is very eclectic, but I didn't know this, but Regina's son before he died was a DJ and a recording artist. So I think those two can relate on that level. And then I chose um, Garcelle and Marlon because they've been in entertainment so long. They, to me, I, I view them as royalty. So the, only the two of them deserve to be together. All right, my picks are Nia. I have her with Lenny Kravitz. I just think uh, she needs to just switch it up. And he seems like I don't know. I think he'd be nice and freaky, and she's. I think, and also, I think he would treat her with class. And mm. for Gina, I have Regina with Jeezy because I think she could handle that, and I nice. think he would, get, he would get back to having properly cooked soul food with Regina. I just really feel like he needs that. And Garcelle and Marlon, I just put them together because she did a, had a great run working with Jamie Foxx. She loves comedians, and she actually is pretty funny herself. So when she was on the Jamie Foxx show, I think they'd be great together. All right, that was fun, you guys. I think that was a fun, maybe, hey, maybe we'll, we'll be right and we'll be reporting on one of them in the future. Mm. Which one of them would y'all want to be with, anybody? All of them. I want Marlon. Okay, all right. Okay. You ain't seen Marlon in a pair of tight pants? Oh my God. I haven't, really? but I, interview, I interviewed him on the carpet at the Red, at the Golden Globes, and he's very charismatic. Oh. I ain't worried about the charisma. I'm, oh. I'm worried about the nerve and the talent. Okay, I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and TF. What's the nerve? Tonight. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Foxo's Face Up. And don't forget, Miss <laughs> Netta and Charles are on the show on Friday. And we'll get into this nerves and penis thing. Bye, Al. <laughs> <laughs>